Welcome to the Restore Yourself podcast. I am your host, Timothy Waterman. I am a metaphysical teacher, a divine channel of universal wisdom, and a personal breakthrough guide. (laughs) And if you're new to the podcast, there's been a recent development, (laughs) a recent development that I'll clue you in on. Sometimes, sometimes you may hear me referred to as Bo (laughs) in these podcast interview conversations. Bo is a a nickname that I started to want to play with because I lovingly refer to the energy of my higher self as Sovereign Rainbow. And so Bo is a fun nickname that I decided to start playing with. And I, (laughs) I sometimes play with that nickname here on the podcast. So if you ever hear the name Bo come up. <laughs> now you'll know why. Now you'll know why. <laughs> well, welcome to this episode. I'm so grateful, so thankful to have you here. Today I have another fun interview. And what is especially, especially fun about this one is that I didn't really know my guest that well before the interview. So in this episode, I decided to get to know my guest kind of for the first time in the interview. And so you will get to know Jen Hockyard with me today <laughs> in this interview, which I am just, I don't know, it just feels fun. It just feels fun. And it was fun. I mean, <laughs> I already got to live it out live and now I get to share the recording with you. So it, it really was. It was it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. And hey, now you get to enjoy it too. (laughs) Now you get to enjoy it too, if you so choose. Let me give you a little bit of information about Jen because I absolutely love and adore what she does. And you may not have any idea who she is. So (laughs) I do have a bit of a bio here for Jen. And here we go. Jennifer Hockyard is a multidisciplinary artist and designer living and working in remote West Wales. She specializes in creating intuitively led channeled artworks and messages for her clientele all over the world. Her work is multidimensional, colorful, and imbued with layers of insight, love, and significance. She can be found on most social media channels under the pseudonym of Jez Hawk. And you will, of course, find Jen's links in the show notes along with her social media profile links. Again, you know, in, in the bio it says she goes under the pseudonym Jez Hawk, so you'll find those, those social media links in the show notes. Again, if you're new to the podcast, I just want to give you a bit of an idea of what you can find in the show notes. So I always start the show notes off with a bit of a description of the episode. Then I include my guest's information and details if I am interviewing a, interviewing a guest, which today I am. So you'll always find the guest information right after the episode description. And then below my guest information, you'll find my information. So you'll find my website, my blog, links. And sometimes in these interviews, you'll hear me mention the, the private channeled the private one-to-one channeled sessions that I offer and so if you ever have interest in checking out anything I do or anything that I offer you can always find my links in the the show notes as well again if I have a guest on the episode you'll find my information below the guest information and then the last thing I'll mention before we 
roll into this amazing interview. <laughs> amazing for a few reasons. Actually, in the moment here, I just want to mention that I discovered some things that I did not know about Jen, which I think are really, really, really fun. And I'm just going to give you a fun... <laughs> I keep using the word fun because it just, that's the way it feels. <laughs> it all feels so fun. Uh, so I learned in this interview, again, this is a, a sneak peek, if you will. I learned that Jen has actually, Jen has actually worked with Kyle Gray on, <laughs> on card decks, on card decks with Kyle Gray. And I just thought that was, I had no idea going into the interview. And <laughs> when I found it out, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> this is so cool. This is so cool. And one of the reasons it's so cool is because I have been aware of Kyle Gray for a long time. I've always loved his presence in the world and what he what he brings, what he teaches. The way I've known him is is uh, being referred to as the the angel guy, the guy that you know connects and receives messages and information from angels. And so when I learned that Jen has actually collaborated with him on two decks that are already out, and then she mentions a third one that is uh, that'll be out uh, at a later date. I was just like, holy cow, this is so cool. <laughs> so that's a bit of a, a sneak peek that you can look forward to because we get into that story amongst many other details about Jen and what she brings to the world, you know, what she's learning on her journey right now, what I'm learning on my journey right now. So lots and lots of lots and lots of good stuff is on the way. <laughs> lots and lots of good stuff indeed. <laughs> And so now, now, <laughs> the last thing that I'll mention before I roll into the interview is that at this time, I don't have any sponsors or ads or subscriptions on the podcast. However, if you're ever listening to this episode or another episode and you feel passionate about supporting me and the production of this podcast, just know that there is an option to make a donation, again, if you ever feel so inspired. And the reason I bring this up is just because I'm the one that, uh, I mean, this is a passion project for me. It really is a, a passion project for me. That's why I bring it to the world, because I'm truly passionate about metaphysical information, purely based on the difference that it's made in my life. And it has been profound. It continues to be profound. It just keeps getting better, more exciting. The potentials and the possibilities, I feel how real they are. The limitless potentials and possibilities that exist in this life for all of us. I know they exist for me, and if they exist for me, I also believe they exist for you because we are all the same. We all come from the same source. <laughs> and so it's just done so much for my life. And in speaking to other people about metaphysical information, it just lights me up. It just really lights me up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and so I do this because I'm passionate about it. And, you know, I am the one that wears all the hats. So I do all the production for the podcast. I do all the promotion, the social media sharing of the podcast. So all the graphic design, you know, everything that the everything that's needed to create this podcast and then put it out in the world. I, I wear all those hats at the moment. <laughs> Uh, one day I envision having some amazing creative support on the podcast. I totally envision that. And so, yeah, that's the only reason I mention it because 
if you ever just if you feel the value of this podcast if you feel that it's bringing you value and if you ever want to if you feel inspired to make a donation just know that there is the possibility of making a, a financial donation and gratitude and you will always find that link at the very bottom of the show notes so you can always click on the link it'll give you some options if you want to make a donation and you can uh, do that if you ever feel inspired or if you ever so choose <laughs> most importantly thank you for listening i just really appreciate i really appreciate the the listens the listeners it means so much every time i see that i mean truly each and every time that i see any episode has one more listen or a few more listens, however many it may be on any given day. It really means so much to my heart. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Truly appreciate that. I truly appreciate you. And now without further ado, I will (laughs) go ahead and play my very insightful and enjoyable conversation that I had with Jen Hawkyard. Here we go. <laughs> Yay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So I am here today with Jen Hawkyard and I'm just excited. I actually, I don't know Jen that well and I'm excited to get to know Jen better because we have this mutual friend in common who I love this mutual friend and I have a feeling that Jen does as well because <laughs> this mutual friend has been raving about Jen. So that tells me they must be pretty close. And so I decided to try something new because we we have a, Jen and I do have some things in common. We both have been a part of the Sarah Landing community. I spent about a year in the community and I continue to be connected with a lot of people from that community on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. And so when I got this recommendation from our mutual friend, I was like, why not try something new? Why not try a get to know you conversation on the podcast and have some fun and see what happens? So welcome, Jen. So nice to be recording with you today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. (laughs) And a nice way to get to know you as well, because I know we've sort of skirted by each other. You know, we're we're in the same kind of circles, but um, yeah, it's always it's always great to meet people properly. Yes, it is. Yeah, we've exchanged a few comments and things like that on Facebook, which has always been fun. And yeah, I like to see, I know you've been doing some traveling as of late. I've seen some of your travel photos and then I've seen some of your art and your art is like on a level of its own. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the feeling that I get from it. So yeah, it's fun just to to jump in and yeah, just get to get to know you better. Where would you like me to start? <laughs> well, I'm curious what uh, what led you to the Sarah Landing community. I feel like that's my most exciting question at the moment. Yeah, so um, it was one of those happenstance things. I was on um, and still am on uh, Mike Dooley's email list. I I get his notes from the universe, and so that class came up um, as an upcoming course to join. And I was just like, yeah, I want to know more about this. Because at the time I was doing my channeled artwork. I don't think I was calling it channeled art at the time. I was maybe calling it intuitive art. But I wanted to just sort of know a bit more about what I was doing. Because up until that point, I would, it was just, it just happened. Like it just, 
evolved. So I I didn't really know what I was doing, even though I was doing, you know, creating professional artwork and I'm a professional designer and illustrator. So the artwork is, is always good, but the channeling or the intuitive side, I really felt like I didn't fully understand what was happening. So I thought, oh, I'll take that course. I could afford it, had the time to do it. And I just, I, I realized, I forget how long it was now, whether it was six weeks or something like that. I definitely started to feel something, certainly when the council came on, we're doing channeled messages. There was a point where, I don't know whether it was in that workshop or after, but I couldn't keep my eyes open during the channeling. <laughs> and I'm not a person that naps, like I don't fall asleep that easily in that way. And so I, it really uh, struck a chord with me in the sense I was like, what is happening that is making me just fall asleep and then wake up the moment they stop? or you know the moment they go to the Q&A and I found that so fascinating and and certainly the content was really aligned with with my belief system and so yeah I just started the practice of the journaling which I was quite against actually because for me writing certainly by hand was problematic at the time because I have a repetitive strain injury tendonitis which is in my drawing hand so it's always a balancing act right between how much I can work versus doing something that sets it off. And at the time that writing was setting off. But interestingly, through doing the automatic writing, I got some messages about that side of things and also some artwork as well. So slowly over time, I wouldn't say it happened through the course of the workshop alone. I then joined Sarah's community. And over time, I, I, I think it was when I, did her private semi-private channeling course that I finally joined the dots where I had a sort of art download I'd call it and also the channeled message at the same time and it joined the dots it made me go okay finally I can create artwork whereas before I couldn't describe what I was being shown I, I could only make the art but if someone said you know, tell me how it feels or what's the message behind this. I couldn't get the words out. So adding the automatic writing side of it allowed me to translate the meaning behind the work or some of the intention behind the work. So that was a real moment for me of going, this is, this is it. That was the last piece I needed to really feel like this is now, I feel comfortable giving that to a client that it's a whole package you know, and they're, they're getting a beautiful channeled message with the artwork and it's not me going, I don't know, I can't explain it. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's amazing. And I do have a, another question. And before I get to that, I just wanted to comment on what you mentioned about, <laughs> I, I was laughing silently just for the sake of the, you know, the audio purposes of the podcast, but I was laughing silently because when you talked about falling asleep, essentially listening to the council, like there was so many times where that happened to me as well. And and like you said, it's like, yeah, as soon as they paused before the Q&A, like literally I would wake up and I would be like, oh, I didn't even know I fell asleep. Yeah. And and then and then I would hear them, okay, and now we're ready for the questions, you know, type uh, transition. And to me, 
this is my sentiment on that. To me, it's it's the vibration. And, you know, they've said this many times. We're inviting you when you listen. We're inviting you into this vibration, and they are at the vibration of unconditional love and well-being, and all is well. And so, of course, that to me, that uh, that vibration would be soothing and relaxing. Because I also used to get that from listening to Eckhart Tolle back in the day. I would listen to his audiobooks, and it was the same thing. I would. A lot of times I would just relax into sleep listening to his audiobooks. And so when it started happening with the council, I was like, oh, okay, it's it's that vibration type thing. So I just wanted to comment on that because when you talk to him, like, oh yeah, I know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's about. But then getting back to where it's led you. So so yeah, what is the process of not only being able to channel art, but also now automatic writing, what difference has that made in your life? I mean, I know it's, you already described it's making a big difference for your clients, but what, what have you noticed in your life since you've allowed all of this to come through? Well, certainly the automatic writing, because um, I don't currently sort of verbal channel, you know, the automatic writing just feels like the right point for me, especially in connection with the artwork, but I do do it for myself as well. So Prior to a few weeks ago, I was I was doing it daily almost because I always have a lot of questions about stuff, you know. And I'm I'm a curious person. I'll, I'll I'll ask anything, you know, of of the universe or whatever. And I've I've also I'm not really one to be led. Like if someone labels me a star seed or an indigo child or whatever, I'm like really, you know, I'm not just gonna follow that. Like I wanna I wanna find out about it or, or in a way don't necessarily want to be defined by something so having that automatic writing process allows me to unpack certain things but also just gives me insight on things I, I think I just become a lot more self-aware when something sort of triggers me and, and I go into a state of fear or, or anxiety or something I have that ability to just step back and go, whoa, what caused that? And then I might do a channel and s see what their perspective is. And their perspective is always much higher up than where I was, right? <laughs> and they come at it at a much more <clears throat> loving angle, for example, because we tend to be so hard on ourselves, you know. And I think as a result, the more and more you do that, the more it just pervades into your life. Like, you know, whereas it was like way up here when you first start, it's now like always in your mind about what you're saying and, you know, your thoughts becoming your reality and all that kind of stuff. So this, I think it's like any kind of habit that you work on or practice, you get more and more mindful of what you're putting out there. And so whether if I wasn't doing artwork at all and it was nothing to do with my business, I would still be really happy <laughs> to have that as a personal practice because it's just given me so much more peace, you know, and I'm quite an anxious sort of nervous person. And I worry, I have a tendency to worry about stupid things. And now I've got a way, um, you know, I don't worry as much. I And when I do, I catch myself and I sort of stop. I don't get I don't dive into it anymore. That's amazing. Yeah, it was the sense I was getting it's like a deeper sense of self, a deeper sense of understanding yourself and and all the different emotional aspects and 
and yeah, the peace, that's great. Cause yeah, to me, that's the conscious journey is, is being able to see things clearly that for a while, I like to kind of call it automatic behavior, like automatic thinking, automatic behavior, just it's, you know, it's on repetition. It's just for a long time, I kind of just felt all we knew or was like normal, but at, at least for me, there was always a sense of though, because, you know, when I started on this path about 12 years ago of becoming conscious of so many things in my body and my mental and emotional awareness, I mean, yeah, back then I, what set me off was I was having panic attacks. And so I, I just started to be like, there's got to be more than worrying all the time. There's got to be more than, than being afraid of life. And it was that that curiosity of there's got to be more, it's, it's got to be able to be better than this that led me on my path to, you know, eventually understanding what a conscious awakening is, learning about metaphysics and, and all those things. And so, and all of it has, yeah, just brought me into a deeper awareness of self, of my inner world, of my mental, emotional, and, and, my, and my soul world. And so, yeah, that's what I was getting from your share was that just a much deeper understanding of self and also it sounds like a much more compassionate relationship with self is what I was getting. For sure. For sure. And I think, yeah, that's, as I said, that that's the biggest takeaway really. If, even if I hadn't have done, if it was, wasn't anything to do with my business at the end of the day, if, if you're happy as a person and you you have ways of dealing with the world, you know, like one of the council statements of um, you're not here to fix a broken world. The first time I heard that I was like, what I'm not <laughs> because I was just like I've got to do all the recycling and I've got to do all the thing and I've got to have you know uh skincare that's not damaging the planet or me and on and on and on and then getting annoyed when other people didn't live to the same standards as me you know and when I heard that I was just like oh well that's a relief you know, and the idea of like working on myself so that, you know, if everyone worked on us on ourselves, we would be sorted very quickly. <laughs> so that was, yeah, really, uh, there's a few things that, that come up in these, in these materials, I think, where you go, wow, that just completely shifted everything for me, you know, and, uh, yeah, wouldn't be without it. <laughs> yeah, that's the the commonality that I found. So I've studied several channeled works that really, really deeply resonate with me. And then, of course, I started channeling myself and ceremonies like plant ceremonies, plant medicine ceremonies and cacao ceremonies, like probably closer to four years ago. And so that's when I my soul made me aware of my ability to channel my higher self, my soul, my heart. And so I had that first. And then when I started to be introduced to channeled works like Abraham Hicks, and then eventually the council through Sarah Landon. And, you know, now I also look at the works of Bashar, Bashar channeled by Daryl Anka. It was because I channeled first through my own vessel that when I started to hear their messages, I trusted them because I'm like, oh, they're bringing through a lot of the same information that I've been bringing through in my own body. And that's what really, especially the council, like when I started listening to the council through Sarah, 
I was like, they are literally saying a lot of the same things that I've been getting over the past three to four years. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, clearly there's a reason why I've been, you know, they always say we draw the information to us. So clearly I drew that information to me because it was so deeply resonant with what the vibration that I was on. And, and yeah, just to reflect on what you said about not being here to save a broken world. Yeah, that, that was really big for me too. And, and the commonality that I started this, uh, this note on was that the commonality that I've seen and throughout all of it is that this journey is about us. It's about us like coming back to ourselves. The first automatic writing that I did after being in the art of channeling with Sarah Landon and Mike Dooley, because I watched day one live. And in day one, Sarah talked about automatic writing, which I had not really done that much of. I had done a lot of like contemplative journaling and I had been verbal channeling for a number of years at that point, but the writing the automatic writing was new. And so when she recommended it on day one, the next morning I sat down, I was like, okay. I said to myself, you know, what does my soul want me to know? And I sat down and literally I had a notebook that was like, I mean, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, you can't see my hands, but probably a, a notebook that's like at least 12 inches high, you know? So it's like a big notebook, if not, if not more, and I'm not kidding like 12 full pages flowed through. <laughs> and because I said, you know, what does my soul want me to know? And it was all about self-love. And the gist of the message, I turned it into a video presentation on YouTube where it's spoken word to like some cool video graphics. But the gist of the message was, if you want this life to be everything you know it can be deep down, like the best life beyond your wildest dreams, the key to all of it is self-love. It's like self-love is the key that gets you to the other side. And so, yeah, that's the commonality I've seen in all the, the channeled works that resonate with me is like this journey is about you. It's about your unfolding, about you becoming all that you wish to be, all that you wish to experience. And as you said, if we're all doing that, if we're all coming back to self-love, if we're all expressing our highest joy, if we're each committed to that, you know, on the, on the individual level, it's like, yeah, the entire picture automatically becomes something else because now we're all in joy. Now we're all in bliss. Now we're all in creativity. Now we're all in love. And one thing that's become clear to me is that the self-love is so important because, and I just was reading this in Sarah's first book the other day, it was talking about how you can't give something that you don't have for yourself and so if we are in a state with ourselves where we don't love ourselves, we don't like ourselves, then to me, that really affects the other relationships that we're having because we feel insufficient within ourselves. So that to me is only going to ripple out into our relationships. Whereas when we have a deep sense of love and acceptance for ourselves, now we get to bring that into our relationships. And so to me, that sets up a dynamic for much more enjoyable relationships as well so yeah it all I feel so good with saying it it all starts with the relationship we're having with ourselves, and that's why I call this podcast restore yourself <laughs> yeah absolutely you can't uh you can't give without giving to yourself for sure and uh, it is something I actually do struggle with with my work you know because 
I love doing my work and I never know what's going to come through. So it's like a creative adventure for me, but inevitably I tend to sort of not do so much for myself. Um, and then I forget that also those messages I receive, I learn a lot from those messages myself because sometimes I, I don't know where they're going with things and I'm just like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and then it all, all makes sense at the end, you know? So yeah, it's, I think it's easy to forget also as, as a professional that the work that you do is also for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I've channeled a, a number of notes on this very thing and, and I can relate because I definitely, that to me was a way of bypassing myself for a long time. Uh, I'm just reflecting on my own experience. Like I, I would bypass the relationship with myself for years by just like, oh, let me do all these things for other people. You know, it was kind of like a an escape mechanism for me to like avoid myself. And and again, this is about me. This is about my journey uh, that I'm reflecting on. And so much of my, what comes through in my channeled sessions, and, you know, Sarah Landon has said this, that everything a channel channels is actually first and foremost for the channel. And then of course, it's going to benefit whoever they're channeling for because they are working together in a co-creation capacity. So the message is there to serve both parties, or if it's a group, it's there to serve everyone in the group equally. And it's just as much for the channel as it is for anyone else who's present. And so I always take deep to heart what comes through in my sessions and in recent months, I've gotten so much about slowing down, about how life is set up with checks and balances to where if we're overdoing it and we are not honoring ourselves in some way that inherently life has life has checks and balances and a, a check will show up to bring us back into balance. And it could be, you know, something in a relationship. It could be something with finances. It could be something with you know, our health or well-being. And it's all there just to basically get our attention and be like, you're not honoring yourself. You're not living in balance. So this is this is the level of the notification that you <laughs> that yeah. may that might finally get your attention. And so I ever since I started feeling intuitively, because I just have a deep level of knowing. I just I get all of a lot of information through my knowing just internally. So it's more like in between my heart and my gut, I just have this knowing. And so I started feeling in early December, this big memo about slowing down. It was just like very clear, like slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. And then in early January in a session, in a private session, it, it came through, it came through verbally through me all about slowing down, all about checks and balances. And after that session, I was like, wow, and so since then, that's become my practice is like catching myself when I'm rushing, catching myself when I'm trying to like fill my plate too much and then asking, why do I feel the need to fill my plate so much? Why do I feel I have to do so much? And then recently, a code that came through that deeply moved me was <laughs> the code that came through was, what if from this moment forward, from this moment forward, you made every choice and decision in your life from the vantage point of I'm going to, and this is how it came through, I am going to take really, 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 really good care of myself. 
gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my higher self, which I now am referring to as Sovereign Rainbow, just because I did experience a powerful channel where it was, I was almost in a trance-like state and someone said, someone said to me, recognizing that we do, you know, we channel higher intelligence and someone said, you know, said to me, they said, you know, okay, I recognize this is an energy Tim is bringing through, like, what would you like to be called? And I felt into my heart and the name I heard was Sovereign Rainbow. So that's now now how I refer to my higher self connection. I just, you know, and so, yeah, like, yeah, just it really, when I get, when I connect with my, my higher self sovereign rainbow, like the, the information is, it's steadfast, it's clear, it's straight to the point. And yeah, it was, yeah, this recent memo was, what if you chose to live your life that way from this moment forward? It was every choice, every decision was, am I taking really good care of myself? And I was just like, wow. I mean, when I channel, like literally, like, of course, my human mind is aware. <laughs> but after the channel, when I come out of channel, my then my more of my human self is just like, wow, I got some changes that I've been invited into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta do something <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah, that is, I'm gonna definitely be writing that one down because that's that's a lesson I think I'm learning at the moment is uh to take care of myself and, and I do have a pretty good sort of regimen but I I do tend to overbook myself because people want to work with me and so I feel this urgency like okay I can I can do it and uh inevitably it catches up with me you know uh, my friend and I recently channeled for me a few weeks ago when I felt I was coming down with something <laughs> and she said something very similar they or they said something very similar which was you come first second third fourth you know fifth and so on like it's all it's all about you um and it, it made me burst into tears actually because it would just hit me right on the on the at the core of going like oh this is this is what we were getting into you know because it was all about self-care and uh, not pushing myself so hard. And then shortly thereafter, I, I found out I had COVID. Um, and not that she caused it or anything like that, but it, I, I honestly think that, and interestingly, I got a part of the symptom that isn't very common, which is extreme vertigo. And to, to be honest with you, if I hadn't got that vertigo, I would have kept on working. You know, I would have been like, I can still do stuff. I can still fiddle with my website and do all the things that I need to do, do as a business owner from the couch kind of thing. So I got this intense vertigo that meant that I literally couldn't do anything for about a week. And I was like, yep, I would, I would have not done this otherwise. I would not have allowed this to stop me, you know? So it was, uh, again, it's that checks and balances you said, where like at some point <laughs> something comes along and they're like, nope, you've got to stop. Yeah, that code too, after reflecting after that session and it came through at the end of the session and it was funny the way it came through and 
because also you know we are we are channeling for the collective as well you know we're bringing through these codes because as we integrate them in our awareness the way i call it is we we upload it into the ethers we upload it into like the collective consciousness so it's just more aware there's more awareness on the collective level and it was so funny the way that one about checks and balances came through because at the end of the session it was something like just so you're all aware and it was just me and someone else in the session it was just me and one other person <laughs> that I was trying for and it was something it came through like just so you're all aware <laughs> that life is set up with checks and balances and I just remember even being in channel my mind was still like whoa that makes so much sense because <laughs> I could look back at so many instances in my life I'm like that was a check that was a check that was a check and they were all meant to invite me back into balance. I was like, I totally see how this is how life is set up. It was just like, it's just one of those moments where you're like, holy cow, I get so much more of the bigger picture now. That's how yeah. it felt for me. I was like, whoa, I feel like I grasp a lot more of the bigger picture. And so, yeah, ever since then, I've been so now even I spoke about this a little bit on the recent episode with Julie Wayner that even if I stub my toe. I stop and I'm like, oh, this is, oh, am I rushing? Oh, am yeah. I going, am I going too fast? Like, oh, actually I probably am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a tendency, like today I said to you, I filled my day up and normally I would be going, oh, am I gonna be able to do everything in time? I need to leave at a certain time and and just really micromanaging the day. And now I've I've really felt like I can just be like, I'm just going to get everything done when I need to get done. Like it's just going to flow. And if it's not flowing, there's something not quite right. I mean, I was working on a project yesterday and it just wasn't flowing. I was bashing my head against it. And my intention was to work on it today, just keep bashing my head against it. And then I was, and then my friend invited me to go horse riding and I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do the way, do it the way I've always done it you know, and make it difficult for myself. It's time to step back, do something I love that's completely distracting and come back to it with a fresh, in, in fresh energy, you know. So I think this kind of information just makes you much more aware of that, like those habits that you, those old grooves that you could just slip so easily into rushing around and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of people can relate to what we've been talking about each in our own experience. And I will say that for me, also being a business owner, it's like, yeah, this whole, I remember my early stages, I just put so much pressure on myself in terms of the business. There's so much pressure. And that's been one of the biggest things that I've been invited into through channeled information, whether it's through my own channel or channel works I'm studying from someone else has just been about this. There's no need to push. Like if it's not flowing, that's a sign that's telling you something. And that's one of, that's one of my, ugh, getting tongue tied. That's one of my biggest conscious practices as of late is just really noticing when anything is not flowing, you know, anything that I'm working on, whether it is website, whether it's a video I'm working on. If it's feeling like it's I'm having to start to push, I really um, that's like my main practice is catching it and going, oh, I'm pushing right now. And pushing 
means that this isn't flowing naturally. This isn't easily falling into place. So that's telling me something. And like you said, my practice has been, okay, that that is inviting me to put this down and to walk away. And to me, the way it feels for me is it's an opportunity to reattune my vibration. Because if I'm pushing uphill, so to say, if I'm in like force and pushing and more like a struggle mode, then to me, my vibration isn't as as aligned as it could be. And so that's been my practice. Oh, okay. I'm not fully aligned right now because I'm trying to push something that obviously doesn't really want to flow easily right now. And so, yeah, what I have been inviting myself into is like, okay, I'm going to put this down and what can I go do that will open me up, lighten me up? Because again, this is when you get into the, the deep mechanics of aligned creation, aligned manifestation, it's like, this is something the the council talks about all the time. I know Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it, is that we have this force field of energy around our body. And when we are, when we're constricted, when we're tight, when we're stressed, when we're tense, like our field essentially has closed down and we are blocking off so much of what wants to flow to us in life, what wants to flow through us in life. So whether it's whether it's an opportunity, whether it's connections, whether it's resources, whether it's inspiration, when we're constricted and we're tight and we're forcing and we're pushing, we're essentially closing ourselves off to so many things that could be flowing to us or through us. And and when we when we realize that we're in that state and we catch it consciously and we then consciously decide to stop and walk away and do something, whether it's a walk in nature, whether like it's a bubble bath, whether it's just creativity, just for, you know, like kids just color to color, they don't have like any agenda, whatever it is that will relax us, open us up, like in doing that, we're actually opening up the field around our body, which then invites us back into flow. And we could be hitting that, that uphill motion with whatever we're trying to do or create in the moment, because there's something better that wants to happen in our day you know, there's something that is more aligned. That's what it feels like for me. So when I hit those moments, I'm like, oh, this clearly doesn't really want to be happening right now because I'm having to like push really hard to try and make it happen. So to me, it's like, no, this isn't the right time. So clearly my day wants to take another direction. Will I let myself follow the flow? That's what I'm finding for me. So I don't know. Yeah, you just you inspired me with your share. That's because I'm just I'm finding a lot of the same in my life. It's like really noticing when I'm in flow and when I'm out of flow. And I mean, my my heart's desire is like I want to be in flow. Yeah, it's much easier like that, isn't it? At the end of the day, rather than bumping into things, stubbing your toe, frustrated at work, all that kind of stuff, and getting stuck stuck in traffic, you know, and not finding the parking space. It all adds up to a you know incredibly frustrating, exhausting day, and it's it feels like you've kind of unlocked the universe when you're like, oh, I can create all of this. <laughs> and when you when you fall off that little that wagon, you can catch yourself. And I think certainly I've learned through through working on my artwork, it's very clear to me when when something is in flow and, and I'm on the right channel, so to speak, for a client, because, or even for me, like it just comes through so fast. And I've been doing creative work for 20 odd years now. So I, I know what it's like to bash your head against the creativity wall, 
when it's just not flowing and you have to go through this ugly stage of the artwork and that just doesn't happen anymore and I and I really feel that it's to do with this uh, channeling this sort of energy because when it when it's right and it wants to come through it's it comes through really fast and a part of me is going how is this happening so fast you know almost like how have I not made any mistakes and have to backtrack and erase stuff and because I've, I guess I've just become quite attuned to knowing immediately no that's the wrong that's the wrong way you know not that way so yeah it's very it's very interesting just from a creative perspective to feel that flow when I'm doing the work because it's very two very different states yeah and then another layer deep is so first and foremost I do feel it's most important we benefit the most from being in flow because it, it has an energetic effect on our entire body system, you know, our mental, emotional, physical aspects. When we're in flow, it has an impact on all of that. When we're out of flow, and again, we're leaning more towards stress or overwhelm or impatience or any of that, that also has a very tangible effect on our entire body system. So first and foremost, it's I, I see the importance of it. It's it's really for us first. But then also, if we're creating something in an out-of-flow energy, like pushing uphill, creating something frustrated, creating something impatient, and then we put that out into the world, like energetically, when you really start studying channeled information, you understand that whatever you created, that's the energy that it carries with it. And more than ever, people can feel that because I keep channeling that people are are much more tuned to their feeling level than ever, like than ever. People are really trusting what they feel now because, you know, before in decades past, it was all about being up in our head, being up in our intellect. And I keep channeling like people are way more tuned to their feeling level. So essentially their gut, their heart, their intuition than ever. So if we put something out in the world that we created in a very frustrated state, what I've been shown is that people, if they see it, they're just kind of got a feeling like, oh, there's something weird about this. There's something off about that. I don't think, no, that one's not calling to me <laughs> because it carries that like frustration energy with it. And so it's like, it doesn't make any sense to, when you really understand energy, it doesn't even make, first and foremost, it does have that effect on our body, you know, the stress, the frustration. And then does it make any, I mean, I'm just asking this question for anyone to consider. Does it really make sense to put something out into the world that people are just going to see it or become aware of it and they're going to feel like this feels weird to me? Like, is that, <laughs> I don't really see any benefit in that. No, and I've certainly, that has been my experience even prior to doing this kind of work when I was creating artwork, which very felt very much felt like it was for me, but also just from a, what will sell well? perspective the times that I did stuff that I thought would sell well and that people would resonate with because it was popular didn't and the times that I did something that I just loved and it was for me caused the most monumental changes in my life but also people connected with on a whole other level so uh, even just from an artistic standpoint and a creative standpoint I always say to people do create what you love. Don't create what you think people will love because people do somehow intuitively, which is wonderful, connect with 
that energy when they see that you're doing something you love you know and and that and that from that it all flows yeah because it carries the joy the joy of creation you know and we're really enjoying what we're creating it translates so i mean for instance i have a friend who has started to make hand-painted sweatshirts and they sent me a picture of one and, you know, wearing their own hand painted sweatshirt. And I looked at it and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can tell that he had the most amazing time making this sweatshirt. Like just yeah. the, the vibration of the sweatshirt of the artwork is just like, it like leapt, it leapt out of the picture on my smartphone screen. I was just like, holy cow. And then of course I felt like, Ooh, I think I want one of these. Like it's just, they're, they're, yeah. they're I want to so feel cool. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And to add to your point, I years back, I discovered this guy named Charlie Hone, and he did a few TED Talks, and the, the highlight of his message was that he had created a life where he felt stressed out, overwhelmed, just wasn't enjoying life, wasn't looking forward to his life in any way, shape, or capacity. And he started trying everything under the sun to turn it around. And like he lists all the things that he tries. It literally sounds like everything under the sun. And he said that none of it really made that much of a difference. And then he was at a friend's home one day and he saw a book on the bookshelf about play. Mm-hmm. I think it was even about the science of play and, and what play invites us into. And I'm pretty sure he said that he took the book and he like read it in one sitting and from that moment forward, he just started to play in his life. So he asked his friends to go play catch in the field and, you know, would go to just like just fun things, you know, like just super fun things. Like, I mean, examples that are coming up with like laser tag, just, you know, things that are fun. And he said that's what transformed his entire life was literally allowing himself to play again. And then since then, he's put out a couple books. One is more about his story. The other book was a collection because I have both of them. At least these are the two books that I'm aware of. The second book was a collection of quotes and quotes that really made an impression on him. And a lot of them are from famous artists, famous musicians, filmmakers, authors, comedians, uh, actors, and there's two quotes that stand out and one was from a very famous author who literally has probably sold like billions of books. And then the other was a very, very famous Hollywood film director. And both of their quotes essentially said the same thing. They said, when I make a film or when I write, it's for me, I'm the audience. Like I do this to entertain myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that, isn't it? And for a long time, we were allowed to play as a child. And then as soon as you're, I don't know, in secondary school, I suppose, you're, that's it. Not allowed to play anymore. You're not allowed to play in your imagination. You're not allowed to have imaginary friends. Uh, it's all fantasy. You know, it's all daydream and it's all pointless and irrelevant. And And I just find that the most tragic thing. <laughs> I really do. Because as you mentioned a while ago, you know, pe- kids just color in for the sake of coloring in or they do hand paintings, whatever. And um, I think we're slowly coming back to that, you know, where people like there's been a, a lot of people doing the um, wine and paint yeah. session, stuff like that, which allows people to 
do something and just it opens that back up again that sort of naivety and like it's okay if it's not good you know it doesn't have to be a masterpiece um if you're just playing and having fun it's so nourishing and and what comes of that if you keep it up as well is is huge and i think yeah we have too much emphasis at the moment on um science and logic and all justifying all of that kind of stuff and it's I think it really is time to come back to that intuition and that like what feels good you know if it feels good for you to sit on the top of a slide then do that (laughs) you know rather than trying to justify it and going well because I used to have a shop in town until the end of last year and people would go and have a look at my artwork and then they'd come down and they'd say, I mean, I can't, I can't remember how many people said this to me. They said, Oh, I can't draw even a stick figure, you know? And and then also something like I, I was told by my art teacher that I was crap. So I stopped. And, and it's just like soul crushing <laughs> to think that people literally cut off their creativity, which I do think is corely linked to play, you know, and imagination and inspiration and at some point it just gets cut off in in our in our western society or you know probably in quite a lot of places and i and i i think people need to come back to that and not have to have a reason to be having fun yeah i resonate with that so deeply and what was arising within me was just so much emphasis and focus on achievement it's like it became this thing what are all these accomplishments under your belt and that basically was a a filter for determining our worth you know what's your list of accomplishments (laughs) what have you done you know uh, what can you brag about and and it's like that to me that's never brought me to any deep sense of fulfillment like how many like a list of accomplishments to me that when i when i go towards anything and i see it so much now with this deep sense of self-awareness when i go towards anything with like a sense of accomplishment for one it sucks out the joy from the entire process it's no longer about the joy of expression the joy of creativity it's about getting to an outcome and then hoping that my outcome is liked by others that's like the approach that I was taught to. And I still see some, I still see some of that arising here and there. And, but I'm like you said, because of all this awareness, I'm really good at catching it now. I'm like, Oh, am I, am I making this to try to like impress other people or, you know, try and get other people to like what I, (laughs) what I've created or am I in the joy or am I in the, the fulfilling sense of expressing just to express an example that comes up is I gave one of my nieces this uh coloring book and it's these coloring books where it just comes with one marker and when you color over the the black and white picture the colors reveal themselves and so i saw her actually doing it in front of me uh because i i asked her to show me some of the the pictures that she had already filled in so she showed them to me and then i saw her starting to fill in some new pictures that hadn't been colored in yet. And 
what I was just <laughs> feeling as I was watching her was this is just was my intuitive sense that it was about just seeing and taking in what she created. It was just about like, oh, wow, I created like, wasn't this fun? Like, wasn't this fun to be in the process and to see what came out of it? Not from a sense of achievement, but just to see where that process led to, you know, mm -hmm. the process led to some kind of creation. And then on the other side, I just saw her looking at it kind of like, wow, I just jumped into this process. And now I'm looking at this really colorful picture. It was just kind of like, wow, like, look what following this creativity led me to, mm -hmm. which to me is just so simple. It's just about the joy and, uh, and yeah, just seeing where it takes you. Cause yeah, it's like when you're, I would imagine when you're painting just to explore, you don't know where you're going. You're just following some kind of flow and you don't know where it's going to take you. But on the other side, I would imagine you're like, wow, I never thought this would come out of me just exploring but it's so interesting <laughs> yeah I've definitely had works that uh I didn't know because so being trained as a designer there's a creative process that you follow it's very structured and so to then go to get into channeling and discover that it's really all about me now getting out of the way and not being involved with the creative process in that sense, you know, as a, as a designer or whatever. So some, sometimes I have to come to it with, I have no idea what I'm going to create. They've told me when you show up to the art board, we'll, it'll come through. And I'm going, what? Like that is not a comfortable position for me as a perfectionist. <laughs> so then I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and I'm just literally having to follow get into the flow and then just allow it to come through but it is it is amazing what does come through as a result because it's always completely different from what i what i had expected well i didn't know what to expect so it's crazy in that way yeah i love that and what it brings up for me is a reminder of a conversation i was having earlier this week where i was comparing this waking reality to what we call nighttime dream reality. And I have noticed when anytime I've been slightly conscious in my nighttime dream state, I've noticed that if I get curious about something in the dream as that point of awareness, if I get, if I get curious about something, the entire dream landscape instantly changes it's like literally changes all around me. And it's just like instantly, if I'm curious about exploring something, if, if I'm curious about a certain location, it's just like all of a sudden the entire dreamscape just changes instantly. And now, okay, I just was thinking about that. Now I'm here. And what I've noticed in my studying of channeled works, and again, both my own channeled works and then the channel works of others that resonate with me is that first and foremost, life is designed to be incredibly simple and day to day. We just don't know. We just don't know like what we're going to be. That's the way inspiration works. It's just out of nowhere, seemingly all the sudden inspiration arises. And if we're in the moment, if we're 
living at a slower pace than maybe what we've been used to. And we have some space, we're in the moment. It's like inspiration can arise at any moment and it can be inviting us into the most delightful next chapter of our day if we're aware, paying attention and willing to follow it, willing to trust those intuitive uh, impulses. And I just, this really reflects off a channeling that I recently received for myself from another really talented channel was that even this pressure or expectation of whatever it is, okay, I have this business, so this is what I need to be doing for the next five, 10 years or 20 years, whatever, even just any kind of expectation like that, like literally puts so much limitation on our life and our potential because it's like literally the way it was described to me is like, you know, a week from now, you could be like, you know what, I think I explored this and it showed me what it, it needed to. And so, you know what, I think I don't really think this is lighting me up anymore. I think <laughs> I think I'm being led in other directions if we're really listening to ourselves. So even just like this, because in the dream state, the nighttime dream state, that's how it's what I've noticed is that anytime I get curious, it takes me into an entire new timeline, pathway, exploration. And now I'm exploring that because it interests me, because I'm curious about it, because there's new experience to be had. So based on everything I've heard and studied on the, the channeled higher intelligence level, I personally feel what I'm being invited into is just one day at a time, one chapter of the day at a time, just like really like what is lighting up now? What's lighting up now? What's lighting up now? What feels good now? What feels open and expansive now? And just not putting any pressure anymore. It's like any business endeavors that I have right now, for me, I feel good saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to lean in for as long as they feel fun and alive. And when they don't, okay, well, maybe it's time to either take a break or if after a break, if I'm not drawn back, maybe it's time to let it go because now there's this whole other vista in life that wants to open up for me. So I just feel like it's all about letting that be extremely simple, just trusting that inspiration can arise out of nowhere. And that's what that's what lit up for me when you were talking about painting. It was like, just show up when you're inspired to paint and you don't need to know what's going to happen. It's just going to flow. And most likely, I would imagine, like, to let you take you by surprise. So, and I have to say, it, it, it's my life is a lot more enjoyable taking all these pressures off of me, expectations, and literally just leaning into what's fun for me. So at the moment, having all these podcast conversations is really fun for me. So I'm doing that. And now I feel confident if someone were to say, so do you think you'll be doing this podcast for five years? I'll say, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always said, you know, I do not have a five-year plan. I, I don't even have a one-year plan. You know, I don't believe in in that. I do believe in having goals, you know, and setting challenges for myself, for example. But I also know how quickly life can change. And I think when we certainly set our hopes on a thing, achieving perhaps a certain thing, it kind of shuts off all the possibilities of everything else, right? And if you're kind of focused on, I'm always going to, I'm going this way because I need to do this, then when an opportunity arises that perhaps might in, 
play to another part of your personality or another part of your dreams or whatever, you'd be like, no, no, I can't do that. I'm going this way. And, and you lose that whole opportunity. So I think that whole sort of five-year plan or are you going to be doing this forever? And I mean, the, the whole like, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think we need to throw that away because the more we soften to like, you know what, this year I'm, I'm an artist, next year maybe I'll be studying microbiology because that's what interests me, you know? And And I'd love to live in a world where we circle back to education and inspiration in our throughout our lives we don't get so tied to these careers and things like that and we understand that it's it's about exploring what brings you joy versus what do you want to do for the rest of your life so that you can retire and then you can have fun <laughs> like what and then you're gonna have a midlife crisis because you realize you you know you're not happy <laughs> so yeah that that has, I mean, I, I consider myself very fortunate that I knew pretty much from day one that I wanted to draw pictures all day. You know, I have other interests. Um, you can see them behind me, <laughs> but I, that was my driving force. So that was, that really felt like my purpose. And it has been my purpose for throughout this time. But I think there, there's, there's too much emphasis on you know as you say are you going to do this for the next five years and how much do you want to earn doing it or how much do you want to make or that kind of stuff and it takes all the joy out of it yeah yeah it reminds me of a it's one teaching that again has been channeled by sarah landon channeling the council and it's a it was a special transmission that i purchased probably uh, either I purchased it or I was given like some kind of a coupon for a bonus course. And either way, I, the, the true creation, the true creation, like special message was speaking to me. It's like a two hour message on something called true creation. And I feel that I, I keep going back to it because to me, it is, it is, from where I started, it felt like a lot to embrace and to really just based on all the conditioning, again, from like Western culture, because the essence of that message, and again, I, I still keep going back to it because I still feel that I, I'm embodying it until I, I'm just all the way there. But the, the, the core of that message is create with no agenda, like no agenda, no, I'm creating this. So I get that I'm creating this because I want that. It's like literally just creating for the sake of creating for the joy. And that's it. And it's like, there's, I'm pretty sure it goes with true creation. There is no agenda. It's something like that. I also know that the no agenda comes up in Sarah's book that talks about having, it talks about, there's a statement in the book that says, when you get to the place where you no longer have a personal agenda about what you're bringing to the world, you know, how, whatever you're looking to contribute, when you, when you get aside from having a personal agenda, it's something like, oh, the life that you will live, <laughs> oh, the abundance there will be, oh, the joy there will be, oh, the connection 
and the creativity there will be when you are willing to let go of having any kind of personal agenda. And I have to say, like, I'm even getting chills right now in my legs, but when I read that, I was like, wow, this is this is a big invitation to, like you said, get out of the way and just let, to me, it's about just letting expression, universal intelligence express in the easiest, most effortless way without it needing to be for anything. It's just letting it express. And that's one that I keep inviting myself more deeply into because I feel the power in it. I feel it's like, I just feel the power in like letting go. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think um, when you, it's it's an odd one because it can sound like you shouldn't have expectations, right? And I and I guess it's quite a nuanced way of thinking of of not getting hung up on how it happens, but getting clear on how it feels. You know, and so if you are going circling back, if you are creating in your joy, if you are enjoying yourself, then not all of that flows, isn't it? Because you're now in a joyful state. You're not, you're not pushing, you're not shoving, you're not frustrated, and it, and everything becomes a lot clearer. So, uh, yeah, I don't know whether that made any sense. <laughs> yeah. It does. And the example that came to that comes to mind is I've heard Eckhart Tolle talk about writing his first book, which is The Power of Now. And it's it's of course it's so perfect because it aligns with something I've heard the council say many times that if you're inspired to create something, and to me, you know, like the they do say this, but I feel like the unsaid part of this is like if you create something for yourself, for the pure joy of yourself, well that's the most important thing. Then if even one other person gets benefit from it, also enjoys it, well, that's a big deal. Like that, you know, that's a big deal. And I heard Eckhart Tolle share that that's how he approached the power of now. Like he, it was inspired. He just knew this writing wanted to happen through him. So the way he talks about it, it very much sounds like automatic writing. He said he would just sit down and the words would just come in this very powerful flow. And he just told himself that, you know, I'm just going to write this book and, you know, I'm just going to publish it. And if one other person reads it, then, you know, that's, that's yeah. a great, that's a great thing. He's like, if even one other person reads it, then that's a great thing. And at this point, I mean, when I bought the book, I think there was a sticker on the book when I got the book that said over 5 million copies sold. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like, uh, like seven, eight years ago. Uh, so I'm sure by this point, it's probably sold like 10 million, but it was that simple of like, this wants to be expressed through me. I'm doing it because it feels like inflow for me. And yeah, if someone else enjoys it, that's great. That just like that simple unattached just allowing and then it's like he I mean I just I just look at him like he's like yeah if one other person that's great and now I'm sure like 10 million people have read it so yeah yeah but again if it's like you he let go of that expectation that this must be a bestseller and what if which immediately gets you into a state of oh I I 
I must be perfect. I must write the perfect words, which is super restrictive, right? So he let go of that expectation. And he was like, this is just for me, for me playing. Then you, you suddenly open it all up again, don't you? You open up the field, take the pressure off. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then it just flows through. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's the that's the just that's the gist of it. That's the the crux is like, yeah, just allowing allowing natural expression, you know, like that pure divine expression. Yeah, just letting it be let it be let it letting it be simple. That's what keeps coming up to me through my my ongoing study of channeled information. It's like simple, 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 simple. The more simple it is, the more joyful it becomes. So <laughs> to me, that's where uh it keeps coming back to for me. And so speaking of all this expression, I'm actually looking at your website right now and we'll make sure to get your links in the, the show notes. And I'm looking at, let's see, I'm looking at the spiritual art right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've never, I've never seen anything like this. It is, wow, holy cow. So yeah, I would love to feel free to share in your own words about, I know we've already spoken a little bit that you channel artwork and, and accompanying written messages for clients. And so anything else you just want to add to about your services, your offerings, you know, what you create for people. Yeah. Just anything you'd like to share about your creations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. My website is, is, quite vast now actually so you have fun exploring it <laughs> I did have a, a past as a web designer so I like to fiddle fiddle with it but uh yeah the spiritual art section is is basically sort of a portfolio of all of the clients who are willing for me to share the personal artwork that I created for them as well as this there's some of my own in there as well so, you know, they, sh they sometimes share a testimonial and I, I sometimes share a bit of the experience. I don't um, share the channeled message because it's personal to them. So that's that's sort of my day to day at the moment. The last three years, I think, previous to this, I was working on Oracle decks with Kyle Gray and Hay House. So <laughs> they were also on the website. So they take a year to produce they kept me very busy for uh for those that period of time and they that sort of morphed me into what i'm doing now so to speak i i consider that the angel guide oracle was the first one that i worked on and i really feel like that was my tuning up both uh, just from a skill set and also a confidence thing and discovering that I was doing something more than just creating artwork of angels. So that really started the whole uh, creating personal connections for people. That was the start of that. And then the gateway deck was really followed immediately after that. It's a very different feeling deck. It's a very different style of art as well. And certainly it seems to be very activating for a lot of people. They seem to look at the artwork and and so many people have reached out to me and said, oh my God, I've been there in a meditation. How did you do that? And I go, I don't know. <laughs> I'd never heard of this place until I was asked to draw it, you know? So there's a, for me, there's a lot of ignorance is bliss going on with my creative work, which is, seems to be the way I roll. So yeah, we have a third one coming out next, uh, the end of this year. 
with Kyle Gray again. So, so those decks keep me very busy. And as when this uh, channeled information from myself started to come together, I felt like, you know what, I really want to share this. I don't want, I don't want this just being in my notebook, you know. So I started to share, I created a membership on my website and, and started to share that information on the membership. Um, some people may have heard of Patreon. That's a way, it's a common way of supporting creatives whilst they work, so to speak. So you would become a patron of their work. And since my website offered that functionality, I decided to just make it on my own website. So it's a similar thing. People not only get uh, access to the channeled messages that I get, but they also see behind the scenes of my creative process. So early access to the artwork that I've created for decks, as well as work that I'm creating behind the scenes as well, and anything else that's going on. So that's been really nice to develop that over the last, I suppose it's been going for three months now or four months and just create a place that is not involved with social media, it's not involved with algorithms and all of the stuff that that pressure that that brings. And I can just speak to people one-on-one -on -one and they're not gonna miss out. They can log in and see at any time what's going on. Um, so that's felt really nice to be creating, ha have an avenue for both things, you know. And I sometimes share the channeled messages publicly as well, but it's not something I, do daily or anything like that on a public side. And uh, then I think finally, my last big thing is, is I'm working on my own tarot deck. So um, I'm just at the beginning stages of that and uh, trying to find that balance between client work and my uh, membership and creating my, my artwork for the, for the tarot deck. But it's an opportunity for me to really get to grips with tarot, which I've always, I've always loved. I, I love doing tarot readings for myself and starting to learn to do it for others as well. But it's an opportunity for me to really learn those, the structures of the cards and the symbology of the cards, which, which I love, you know, I love, it's a, it's a good t design challenge, but it's also a good me getting out of the way challenge as well. So. Nice. Well, Wow, that's amazing stuff. And uh, I just want to share again, uh, Jen's website will be, the link to her website will be in the show notes. And I just, if you want to, this is my, this is my experience. So I am stunned. I'm in awe. I am mesmerized, like literally, because then I, I've gone to the digital art section and so if you're catching, if you're feeling my energy and you're curious, I would say, follow your curiosity. This artwork is just, holy cow. I'm, I'm looking at a Lionsgate uh, image of this, this golden lion with like, it looks like a crown. And I'm like, holy cow. It's, it literally, it feels like this lion is embedding itself into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, embedded it, he embedded into my head, so... <laughs> That was one of these unusual, like someone uh, mentioned the Lionsgate thing that happens in August and I had not heard of it. And they, we were just chatting on Messenger. I was working on something else at the time and I just got this image, like instantly completely down, 
loaded it was all there in my head I call it a Polaroid moment like it's just like Shh, there it is and and I was like oh I just I guess I'm gonna paint this now then and I painted it again it flowed really, really beautifully and it's been a very popular piece for presumably uh, some reason <laughs> yeah I love it and uh one thing I will say, I don't know if you have ever heard of this. It's, uh, I believe it's called Wisdom in Los Angeles. I used to live in Los Angeles and Wisdom, it may still be going. It was this huge experience of like these, you know, like literally like these domes, like these pop-up domes uh, that were pretty sturdy structures, but they were all domes and inside there would be these different immersive experiences. Uh, some were like they were projecting digital art onto the the top of the dome and you would like lay down and you'd see all this digital art with like music. And, and then there was another dome that had a lot of uh, art hanging up. And actually what I'm seeing under your digital art section, it reminds me of a lot of the feel of stuff that I was seeing there because it literally, it, they do feel like gifts from non-physical. It's like this higher dimensional it just like takes you into another dimension of expression and experience and uh, just like the field, if you will, like the quantum, if you will. And so as I'm looking at some of your images, they kind of remind me. And I just I get this sense that, yeah, like these are gifts from non-physical. They're, they're essentially like here, if you want to bring this into the physical. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing you this image in your awareness because you can bring it into the physical and and, you know, many people will will enjoy it. And that's certainly how I feel with the Lionsgate and some of these other ones really remind me of that as well. I'm also very drawn to the the tiger because the tiger's always been my favorite big cat. And then I like the the winter king, which looks like a a polar bear. So anyways, you you can feel how like engaged I am. So again, if you're curious, I would say jump in and and <laughs> take a look. There is there is a lot to look at and it's all fascinating. So Thank you, Jen, for expressing and and Kyle Gray. I I love that guy. I've I don't know him personally. However, I've just been watching his presence in the world for years. And he inspired me in a lot of ways because he's been on these big talk shows for years now, you know, as the angel guy. And I remember like years ago being like, he is inspiring because he just lets himself be known in the world as the angel guy. I was like, wow, that's so inspiring. And I just, I would look at him and be like, because this was years ago when I was still, you could say, integrating a lot of my soul gifts. And I would just see him on these, you know, these really big talk shows. And just, you know, people were talking to him like, you know, about what he learns from the angels. I was like, this is inspiring. I was like, yeah. this isn't. So the fact that I've never met anyone who actually is involved with Oracle, Oracle or, you know, angel number card deck artwork a lot of the I mean a lot of that artwork is certainly breathtaking I have one from Rebecca Campbell that I adore so just to be also meeting someone who's involved and in that kind of uh, artwork is fun too I'm like oh wow I now have met someone who is involved with the the artwork of all these fun decks so this is cool I'm so glad that we've connected <laughs> yeah well it's a it's certainly a great collaboration experience working with Kyle he's definitely been my best client to work with in that regard and 
likewise i've seen him on these on these various shows and thought wow that really takes a certain level of vulnerability to do that especially as a man you know where where we we need more vulnerability in the male aspect right and it, it's very inspiring to see that and and the dedication to it so of course when he approached me to do the deck i was like yes <laughs> i mean i don't know how i'm gonna do it but yes <laughs> again it's that idea of like showing up and and being open to that like I think I put it out there I said I want to do an angel deck and I didn't honestly think anyone would pay me to do that I thought I'd have to do it myself so to then have it show up in such a way was really affirming for me it was one of those great points in my life where I went this is like this works this whole system of thinking from, from day one that I've been following, following the breadcrumb trail from day one, it works. And here's the example. I put it out there and it came to me, you know, and created this, it brought all these beautiful clients to me that want to work with me and share, share part of their lives with me. So it, it, it works. <laughs> oh my gosh. You what I'm getting is you said, I want to, create an angel deck but i don't know how and then kyle gray comes knocking on your door yeah literally <laughs> literally happened <laughs> oh my like, god I didn't, I didn't put my work out there to hay house i didn't submit i don't think they currently take submissions i just said i want to do this i better get good at it if i want to do it i better get good at it so i started to paint angels for myself and actually in hindsight I was having really intense creative experiences, which now I know was channeling. Um, and I was just thinking it was me being completely in the zone and working too hard or whatever. So he found my work on Etsy and, and he wanted this one angel. He was like, this is exactly how I see this angel. Do you want to work together? You know, so I couldn't, as a, even, even as a, um, a professional I couldn't ask for work to show up that easily right that's like perfect <laughs> well I hope I mean I'm sure if you're listening you must be feeling this because if you're not familiar Hay House in my estimation is probably the biggest publishing house of spiritual and metaphysical books and courses and I think they even do workshops and of course you know like oracle decks and angel decks in my estimation, they're probably the biggest publisher in the entire world that I know of. And then Kyle Gray has also been a, a big, he's a published author. You know, I'm pretty sure he has many, many decks. And yeah, his, he's been out there as the angel guy for a long time. So I hope you are grasping at least a little bit in the power of how Jen said, I want to do this, but I don't know how. And then she allowed, <laughs> she, she allowed the the calling to find her and it was from putting her I mean it sounds like to me you just were putting the art out in the world that you wanted to and this is the stuff that we this is how cool it is to me when we when we get away from trying to control outcomes because when we try to control it we only have a, the limited scope of our mind yeah. you know our mind's trying to figure it out from what it knows thus far from its limited life experience whereas in on this planet there's you know, billions and billions and billions of possibilities of how things could go, how things could work out, how things could orchestrate themselves. And so the fact that you were putting out the art that you wanted to, 
And then somehow Kyle Gray found his way to your artwork and then said, this is what I want. Like, I just hope that people feel the power of this story because you just had a knowing and you're like, okay, I don't know, but I know I have this desire. And then it came to you. I mean, I love this story. So thank you. I think the key thing is acting on it, right? Okay. I didn't put it out there and go, right, I'm just going to wait for it to show up and do nothing. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really that, okay, well, I'm going to start doing the work. Yeah. And, you know, those angels that I created back then are still some of my favorite works. Yeah. Uh, because it was, it was that play, you know, I didn't honestly think anyone would want to buy them because I was still feeling like it was weird, you know, and uh so it was really just for me but i very much was stepping into that idea of like well i better i can't say i want something and then not start work moving in its direction mm. you know and it's the same with the tarot deck like it's i've wanted to do it for a long time and i've not stepped in its direction and now i've actually just the other day i've turned down an offer to to collaborate on a deck because i was just like no I need to do this now. Like I got to start showing up. And if I, if I want this to happen, then I'm, I'm now saying to the universe, I'm committed to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the, the part that I didn't really hone in on. So you had the desire and it sounds like to me, the next step was you started putting angel art out there. We started sharing your angel art with the world, just having this desire for a deck at some point and then by you creating the art that you wanted to make that you felt inspired to make and then sharing it that allowed the universe to orchestrate Kyle Gray finding it which led you to what sounds like a pretty fun experience <laughs> yeah yeah I know get to work with people one-on-one and create beautiful meaningful artwork for them and and similarly the decks, you know, people always reach out and say how much the artwork helps them in the decks, you know, and how, or how, uh, on the, what's the word I'm looking for on the nose, the, the deck is, you know, cause all different decks are slightly different. So that was a, an ef- effect that I wasn't expecting because it suddenly made me go, Oh my God, this has brought meaning into my work, <laughs> which before felt a bit like, I feel like I have to fix the world and how can I fix the world with just pretty pictures of angels? You know, now it's gone full circle where I feel like, Oh, actually my artwork is helping people on a personal level. And that helps me with my purpose, you know? Yeah, no, it's so true. It's such, I mean, art is, yeah, just that when people follow their creative impulse, what, comes from that it's just it's to me it's soul medicine like it it really drops us in our heart brings us back to our soul which is creative i mean the universe is obviously very creative there's like more life forms than we could ever count (laughs) and so yeah just that expression does and and so yeah please feel free to send me uh you know on the other side of this chat if you feel so inclined, please feel free to send me links to the Kyle Gray ones. I'm just so curious to see them now, knowing that you were a big part of it. And just, yeah, thank you for following. <gasps> Got them right here. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking at one, it's called Kyle Gray Angel Guide and the other one, Gateway of Light Activation Oracle, Kyle Gray. Wow. 
Oh my goodness. I'm sure I'll share video clips of this on social media at some point, but just just uh, if you heard those titles, I would say also look those up. They're, they're gorgeous. Yeah, I'll send you links as well. And now I'm drawn to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been a delight, a sincere pleasure. Of course, I, I didn't know that some of these fun stories would come about. But again, it was just I had an invitation by way of a mutual friend. They said, you should really get to know Jen. I think she'd be a perfect fit for your podcast. And she said, just, I would say, reach out. She said, of course, no pressure, but my recommendation is to reach out. And so I did. And here we are. This has been so fun. I'm so appreciative. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. And I always enjoy talking metaphysical stuff and spiritual stuff and spiritual journey so uh yeah absolutely my pleasure thank you so much yeah any closing sentiments you might like to mean anything that just comes to you intuitively or just anything you want to share based on everything we've talked about just any closing sentiment you'd want to leave with listeners whatever whatever it is whatever feels good to you i would say if you're one of these people that says oh i can't even draw a stick figure or you were told that you can't draw you know good at it do it anyway just start. It doesn't matter. You know, if it, if, it, if you enjoy it, just do it. I love that. I love that. If you enjoy it, just do it. <laughs> Simple, right? Simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate anyone who has taken the time to listen to this. If you felt moved or inspired by this conversation in any way, please feel free to share it, whatever platform you're listening to this episode on. I'm sure there's a link you can create to share if you feel so inspired. And then also giving these uh, episodes a heartfelt rating helps tell the different podcast networks that people are finding value in them. And then I'm I'm pretty sure it ranks them higher in in the searchability and things like that. So just know there's, if, if this conversation has served and helped you, there's ways that you can help spread this conversation in the world. So if you feel inclined to do any of that, thank you so much. And just thank you for being a part of the Restore Yourself podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to these conversations. Many blessings and may you have the best day yet. <laughs>